How's that? You got me? Very good. Everybody here today, raise your hand. Let's see. All right. Good. We got most of you here. A couple of you didn't raise your hand, so maybe you'll join us before we're finished here this morning. Amen. I appreciate my brother and uh, James, uh, of course, uh, introduced me properly. I appreciate that. Sometimes I'm, I'm introduced in a lot of other ways as Preacher Paulie's boy. For the longest time, I was known as Preacher Paulie's boy. And after James started preaching, I was known as James Paulie's brother. And uh, so then I, when I answered a call to preach, I thought maybe I'd be known by my own identity. And then wouldn't you know it, Scott would answer a call to preach just a couple years after I did. So since then, I've been known as Scott Paulie's uh, daddy. You're known as uh, Scott Paulie's uncle, right? And uh, what a blessing, though, it is. And uh, it's good to be here at Faith. I remember being here many years ago. Uh, the first time I came to Kannapolis, North Carolina, uh, James was uh, coming over. I was riding with him, and uh, he was going to the Keys house. Somewhere there we got lost, and the policeman pulled up behind us, I guess, didn't know what we were doing, and led us out to the Keys house, if I remember right, And um, here in Kannapolis. So that's been many years ago, and uh, what a blessing it is to be here uh, with you this morning. Well, I know you're celebrating your 82nd year, and uh, what a blessing that is. Uh, when you think about uh, the church, and uh, the Lord reminds us, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And uh, when you look back and see all that you've come through, and so we want to talk about this uh, area of faith uh, this morning, you knowing that's the name of your church, uh, but as well, that's what you look back and recognize, that's what brought you this far. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. Most of us are familiar uh, with what we call the Hall of Faith, found in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, here these uh, heroes are referred to in verse number 2 as the elders. In chapter 1 of, uh, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 1, uh, we're reminded about this great cloud of witnesses that can pass us about. Uh, here in our text, we have the record of those who demonstrated their faithfulness uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that we're saved by grace plus nothing, but the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm thankful again for salvation, recognizing that the Lord uh, allows us to have this wonderful free gift by simple faith. Uh, but as we grow in the Lord, our faith grows as well. And so we find here in the book of Hebrews those who demonstrated uh, their faithfulness to the Lord, just simply following the Lord. Uh, you'll notice in verse number 2, and as well as verse number 39, uh, they obtained a good report. A good report. Uh, when I go to heaven, if I have a choice between going to heaven uh, by the way of the grave or going in the rapture, I'd prefer the latter, would you not? And I would just rather hear him say, come up hither. Uh, but one day we're going to stand before the Lord and I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. How about you? Uh, reminding us again that we have a, a time of accounting that will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And we find here in verse 39 that they obtained a good report. But how is this possible? How do they do this? And we understand that it's through simple faith. Let's read just a few verses here. And... We may just skip around a little bit, but just notice, would you please, uh, verse 1, 2, and 3, and then we'll make some comments. 
Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Let's read together verse 3, could we? Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And then we find in verse 4, by faith Abel worshipped God. You might underscore in verse 5, Enoch walked with God. In verse 7, Noah obeyed and worked for God as he prepared the ark. Down in verses number 8 through 19, we find that Abraham, by faith Abraham, followed and waited on God as he went out by faith. Verse 20, by faith, who is that? Isaac, Jacob, in verse 21, and Joseph in verse 22, Moses in verse 23, all by faith, these men, as they followed God, they discovered the will of God for their life. Uh, let me say this, that we understand that we're saved by grace plus nothing, but of course our faith is how that we come to know Christ as our Savior. And as a Christian, we continue to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ in our faith. And so our faith should be stronger day by day. Uh, how does that happen? It's by feeding upon the Word of God. Uh, keep this in mind. If you desire to know the will of God, you'll never know the will of God until you do uh, the will of God. Uh, be obedient to what to, we know to do. And then we simply follow the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by faith. And so by faith, Isaac, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Joseph, by faith, Moses, all of these discovered uh, the will of God for their life simply by following the Lord, by being obedient uh, to what the Lord Jesus Christ was leading or God was leading them. Notice verse 28. The Bible says, through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest it that destroyed the firstborn should touch them by faith. They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. And so we find, again, all of this was simply by faith. They passed through the Red Sea. Verse 30 reminds us, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31, by faith, Rahab received the spies. Now, I want you to notice, as we look at this passage in verse number 32, and read that first line with me with the question mark, would you? And the Bible says, and what shall I more say? And what shall I more say? You see, even to this day, as we look back to the Old Testament, we understand that all of that was by faith. Faith didn't begin in the New Testament. Faith goes all the way back to the very beginning. And to this very hour, we recognize that we follow the Lord by faith. I have no idea where I'll be tomorrow. I have no idea. I may have plans, but God may change those plans. And, you know, whenever I, I think about my own life and, and following uh, what God was doing in my heart, not because Daddy was a preacher or James was a preacher or uncles that were preachers, several uncles that are preachers and cousins that are preachers, I don't know if we have any ants that are preachers or not, but we may have some ants that are preachers too. But at any rate, it was the Lord speaking to my own heart. And uh, I thought, thought to myself, well, I'm never going to be a pastor. I'm not interested in being an evangelist. I'll just be a lay speaker. I'll just be a lay speaker. 
And all I did was just simply follow the Lord. Whatever you want to call me, I'm going to follow the Lord. And that's what God expects of us. Uh, it's not about titles. It's not about positions. It's about following the Lord uh, to what you know to do. And again, the Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so as a Christian, we want to be obedient to the Lord. Would you say amen? amen. And so as we're in this obedience, we recognize uh, that it's all by faith. We have no idea uh, what we're going to face tomorrow, uh, but it's by simple faith. When you think about this church and you go back these 82 years and recognize that it was all by faith and uh, realizing uh, James was talking about uh, the, um, I should say, excuse me, your pastor was talking to me this morning about the little white building uh, over there uh, in Kannapolis, over in town there where the church started, the little white church for many, many years. And you look back over the years and see all that God has done. But keep that in mind. It's not about what you've done. It's what God has done through you as you follow the Lord. Now we wonder, well, what are the next years going to bring? It's simple by faith as we follow uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it says, what more shall I say? What more shall I say? And so as you review the heroes of the faith, we understand uh, that God has a perfect plan uh, for each of our life. And it's about just simply following His perfect will. And again, we do so uh, by faith. Follow Him by faith. Trust in Him day by day uh, by faith. How many are going through something right now, some decisions that you've got to make, and you're wondering how it's all going to turn out? Would you raise your hand with mine? There's some decision, be it big or small, or something, again, that is great magnitude, Whatever that decision is, it's about giving it to the Lord, casting all of your care, not just part, but all of your care upon Him. And why? Because He careth for you. And the Lord's going to guide us. He's going to direct us. And so we wonder, uh, what's it going to be like? Uh, I never set out to be a preacher. Uh, I never set out to pastor a church. And I look back and I think to, in my life, uh, how in the world did that happen? It was all by faith. These 32 years have gone by so uh, fast. It's unbelievable. And so when we felt the Lord was leading us to step down, uh, it's not because of health or anything like that. It's just that we felt somebody could take it another level and we felt uh, we just needed to step aside. And so we did so by faith. I have no idea uh, where that's going to lead us. And uh, I thought to myself, well, we're going to take three months off. And we're just going to visit different churches and, and we're going to stay away from the church for that three months to let the pastor have a good transition uh, with the church. And I felt that was right to do. When we came to Cranberry James 34 years ago, by the way, the church that James and Sonny, my oldest brother, were both saved in. And daddy pastored this church from 1949 to 55. And uh, I followed the man who was there for 34 years. And so every, every service uh, that uh, those first few years, Brother Barley was right there, a wonderful man. Uh, but I felt a little bit intimidated. You know, he had been there 34 years, and this was my first church uh, to pastor. And so I just felt the thing to do is for us to step aside and just be out of the church for three months. Not out of church, but be, be away from Cranberry uh, for three months. And little did I realize, by faith, uh, once the word was out that we were stepping down, we started receiving calls uh, to preach. And so we preached every week uh, for the last month. 
and uh, we've got scheduled all the way up to the 1st of, November, 1st of December when we'll go back to the church. Well, all that's by faith, just trusting in the Lord. I didn't know. Uh, it's not like setting down the schedule. I guarantee you we could go around the room, and some of you I know better than others, but I guarantee you there are folks in this room that like to have everything planned out. I mean, it's on the calendar, and I've got down the time. I know where I'm going to be. I know exactly how it needs to take place. I've got to know every little thing that happens. But you all know, we've all lived long enough, that every day that I plan doesn't always go like I planned. Amen? And so it's about trusting the Lord. And sometimes it, it happens. Things happen in our life. And we say, why in the world is, did this happen? Especially today. I mean, how in the world could this happen today? It's an amazing thing how God, who's in charge of our life, the author and the finisher of our faith, and meaning he's the originator and the concluder, then he knows everything in between. And all things are for his sake and for our sake. And we recognize this truly. So when you talk about substance, uh, faith is the substance of things not seen. Uh, this is confidence uh, that we have. Our confidence is not in ourselves, but our confidence is in the Lord. Uh, when we think about the evidence, uh, this is the conviction. The very presence of God is a constant reminder of his promises. Uh, the Lord's promised us. That he would never leave us nor forsake us. Do we believe this? Amen. Sure we do. And so that's what keeps us going is by faith. And no doubt you've had co-workers, neighbors, family, friends uh, that have said, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see how you do it. I just don't see how you do it. I don't, I don't know how you get through that. I don't know how you face that. How do we face that? It's by faith. And knowing that God's grace is sufficient, and whatever that we go through in life, whatever that valley that we go through, may I keep, keep you in mind and remind myself that God is always there. I never will forget a piano player at our home church that my dad helped start many years ago at Bradley. I never will forget our pianist, Alita Kidwell, standing by the piano one day on a Wednesday night, maybe a Sunday night, she stood up at the piano to give a testimony. And she would hardly say anything at all. She played the piano and played it well. But on this particular night, something was just on her heart. And she stood at the piano and she reminds, I'm rem, reminded of this as I look at this text even now. Didn't, not in our notes, it's just something that comes to my mind. And here's what Mrs. Kidwell said. She said... I've been going through the valley. I've been going through the valley of my life. And I'm reminded of the 23rd Psalm. And David saying, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they do comfort me. And Mrs. Kidwell said, Being here in West Virginia, growing up in another state, she said, I'm reminded of the times when I was a little girl. Uh, that there cannot be a valley unless there's two mountains on either side. And to keep that in mind, to know the Lord Jesus Christ is the God of the mountain. Amen. And so we recognize that we cannot go through a valley uh, unless there has been two mountains. That means, again, that God is with us. And he says, yea, though I walk through the valley. And so many times when we go through the valley, keep in mind, we're going to have a mountaintop experience. Uh, I'd like to say uh, for these last 72 plus years of my life uh, that uh, everything has been mountaintop experiences, but not so. 
Not so. But what keeps us going is to know again that God is in charge of it all. He is the author. He is the finisher. And again, he reminds us. And so it's through faith who subdued kingdoms. Notice this in, in verse 33. And I underscore that phrase, through faith. And for here, these noble souls were marked by this expression. And when I see the term through faith, we read of the record of the heroes of faith. And again, I understand, as I referred to growing up in a preacher's home, of my daddy was a man of great faith, of great faith. And all of that was through faith. Uh, the point here is that God works through faith. And God still performs miracle for, miracles for his glory. Would you say amen? amen? And God is in charge of it all. And notice again in verse uh, number 32, 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Would you write this down? That it's through faith we have God's power. It's illustrated here when he talks about subdued kingdoms. And so that we all have challenges in our life. Individually, as a church, and certainly as a nation right now, uh, we're going through a time and trust in the Lord. When you listen to the news, you wonder, where is all this going to go? And recognize it again, uh, that it's by faith. We can subdue mountains, not in our own strength. No, no, it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep this in mind as we look at verse number 32, that we learn from the past. We have evidence here of Moses, Joshua, and David. Uh, we understand about Gideon, who was a military leader, and he did not feel adequate himself. Uh, Gideon was a judge and a prophet whose calling, again, and victory over the Mennonites are recounted in the book of Judges. And the angel of the Lord, the Bible says, was with him. When you think about Gideon, assembled to 300 select men, and keep in mind, and divided them in companies of three, recall? And uh, he, they put the Mennonite army on the run. Barak uh, was a timid man uh, himself. And another one of those uh, mighty Hebrew, Hebrew warriors who by faith, as you'll see it in verse number 32. And the list goes on. And the Bible reminds us, so God subdued on that day, subdued them, uh, the enemy on that day, Judges 4, uh, 23. We think about uh, Samson, uh, who was a Nazarite man, uh, great strength, but a serious weakness, uh, did he not? And the Bible records uh, Samson uh, slaying a lion with his bare hands, uh, massacring uh, an entire army of Philistines, uh, using only the jawbone uh, of an ass, of a donkey. It's an amazing story, is it not? How is that happening? How did it happen? Uh, we understand it was not his strength. It was not the tool that he had in his hand or the weapon that he had in his hand. It was all God. Amen. Amen. And so we recognize all of this is by faith. Uh, we, we were reminded of Samson uh, who was betrayed uh, by his lover Delilah uh, and ordered again a servant to cut his hair while he was sleeping turned over uh, to the Philistine army, enemies rather, who gouged his eyes out. Uh, we're reminded of all of those things and again and forced him to grind grain in a mill of Gaza. When the Philistines took Samson into their temple of Dagon, Samson asked to rest against one of the support pillars, remember? And when that took place, being granted permission, he prayed that God again uh, would miraculously, miraculously this recovery strength, allowing him again to grab a hold of those columns. And keep that in mind. How did that happen? That was all by faith. You say, well, I can't do that. No, I'm, I don't expect to do that either. 
but I can do all things, the Bible says, through Christ, which strengtheneth me, Philippians 4.13. And so whatever you're going through in your life, uh, we're reminded that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is there. Uh, we come down to Jephthah, the, led the Israelites against the battle of Ammon. And in the exchange for defeating the Ammonites, he made a foolish vow and a sacrifice, whatever would come out of the door of the house first. And when his daughter uh, was the first to come out, I keep this in mind, he immediately regretted the vow uh, that he made and uh, would have to require him to sacrifice uh, his own daughter. Uh, but the Bible reminds us that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And so we recognize uh, that Jephthah, he passed over into the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord, the Bible says, delivered them into his hands. Uh, that's all by faith. Uh, David, a man uh, who could make, uh, and he did make, many tragic mistakes, uh, was a man after God's own heart. Uh, was used minorly by the Lord, but he had a, a great weakness, uh, even though he was a man of faith. First uh, Samuel, I've written down chapter 17, verse 45, just lift this out. Then said David to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword, remember? And with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. We're reminded again how David was used mightily by the Lord. How's that happen? By faith. Samuel is another example here. A miracle child who was consecrated to the Lord. I suggest as parents that we give our children to the Lord. I remember when Scott was born and we dedicated him to the Lord. And Stacy was born. We dedicated them to the Lord. What does that mean? That means that we're asking God's strength to guide as parents, but taking our hands off for the will of God in their life. Not try to direct as to what they're going to do or what they're not going to do as they grow older. The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. You see, we have a great opportunity, and no doubt there's some in this room that have small children, even babies. And what a gift that God has given us. And, uh, oh, I'd like to go back and do it over. I'd like to go back and do some things differently. But even though as parents who didn't have a clue what we were doing, we just trusted the Lord. And the Lord again guided us through all of that. I look back at so many things and think what I should have done. You know, it's always easy to say that, isn't it? What I should have done, what I meant to do, what I should have done over and over again, I always say that. But yesterday, write this down, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. It may never come. You may never get and have the opportunity to spend it. But all that I have that is legal, tender, and negotiable is today. That's all I have. And we do so by faith. I can't live yesterday over. Oh, I can learn from yesterday. Amen. But I have no idea what tomorrow may bring. And even though I may have good intentions I recognize that the devil is always raging. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But many times even good things will, will distract us and we find ourselves doing something else. And at the end of the day, oh, what I meant to do. Uh, well, I'm getting to the age now that Marshall said, did you go by? And I, oh, no. And I had it written down. I, I had it on my dashboard that I was supposed to go by the bank or buy the store or pick up something, whatever. How many know what I'm talking about? All right, all of us old people raising our hand. 
And uh, understand, though, uh, the Lord knows exactly where we're supposed to be. Uh, I'm glad, again, uh, that whatever uh, that we're intending to do today, uh, God's power uh, can help us. And God makes no mistakes. And praise the Lord uh, for it. Well, there's so much more that we could talk about. We were reminded again about Samuel. Uh, Let me go back to him for just a moment. Uh, The first of the prophets, uh, the last of the judges, he started out as a young boy and uh, continued all the way through his life serving the Lord. Uh, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1 says these words, we're reminded, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. And therefore I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Well, when you think about it, your children, it's about giving them completely to the Lord and dedicating them to the Lord. Thankful again for our own family and childhood growing up. But keep in mind, you can't do exactly like parents, the other parents and before us. And I realize we're a different day. It's a different day uh, than when I was growing up. But God has not changed. And God's word has not changed. And so, the, so, well, but that was in the old days. But I, I want you to know it's about being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and following him by faith. And so for those of you who still have your children uh, at home, uh, pour everything you possibly can into them and trust the Lord. And uh, again, God's able. And maybe have a wayward child, uh, but I'm glad that God's able. Amen. And God still answers prayer. Uh, for those of us who are grandparents, praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, for grandchildren. And I've said it so often that your uh, reward for not killing your children is grandchildren. Amen. And uh, when we think about our children and uh, where they are now in their life, oh, wonderful. And then grandchildren. And now, Marsha and I, uh, we have our first great-grandbaby. And so now I'm a great-grandpa. Uh, but I told them, they said, Dad, Dad uh, Papa, you're a, you're a great Papa now. And I said, I was great before the baby came, I thought. But at any rate, and so we're at another stage, another level. And again, it's about giving them completely uh, to the Lord. And when we think about even though his own sons turned out to be wicked and later King Saul turned against him, Samuel remained consistent uh, with the Lord. Samuel's probably best remembered for what? Anybody remember? What's he best remembered for? Of anointing young David. Uh, as the future king. As Samuel got older, there appears to be some silent years of this man's life that are not recorded. However, I've written down these things that said about Samuel. Uh, First of all, he was a consecrated man. A consecrated man. Uh, What does that mean, uh, to consecrate your life, to set apart from something, that's the world, to someone, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, to consecrate ourselves unto the Lord. Uh, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your what? Your reasonable service. And so to consecrate uh, our children to the Lord, uh, he was concerned about spiritual things. Uh, Samuel was even as a young boy. Uh, He was committed. He was courageous. He was consistent. He was confident in the God he served. And at the age of 110, Samuel died. And his death notice is recorded in chapter 25 of 2 Samuel. When you think about Samuel 
And you think about the prophets of old. They all had strong confidence in the truth of what God had directed them to foretell and who were ready depending upon the Lord. The names of the prophets were gathered based upon the 17 prophecy books in the Bible. Two of them were written by Jeremiah, the classification of being a major or minor prophet. It's not based upon the length of the prophecy of the book. There are four major prophets, right? And twelve minor prophets in the Bible. The four Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. While the twelve again of Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Joan, and Micah, and the list goes on. The Christian, however, we recognize that in this day that the Lord speaks to us through His Word. And we recognize that. And we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. John Phillips said the Christian is not expected to face adversities on this life on his own. And we're not. Because the Lord's going to go before us. He says again, he promised us that he'd never leave us nor forsake us. There's a song that comes to my mind. I'm not going to sing it. I'm sure you're glad. But a song comes to my mind that says we've come this far by faith. I believe I've heard maybe your choir singers. Someone here sings it. We've come this far by faith. You look back at these 82 years. Is that right? 82 years as a church. Not that you're 82, but 82 years as a church. But you've been here 52 years. Is that right? 52 years. That's an amazing thing to say indeed. And you look back over those years and recognize again that all of that indeed is by faith. What a precious name for a church. That you've come this far by faith. And when we think about all that we go through and all that we face... The Bible reminds us that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And how do we have that? It's simple, uh, by faith, by faith. Would you write this thing down when you talk about this peace? Everybody wants to talk about peace. Do I have five more minutes? Is that right? Let's see. How many would give me five more minutes? Let's see. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Is that the way it works? No, it doesn't, does it? All right. When you think about this peace, Uh, that we have uh, living within us. Uh, There's a peace that passeth all understanding. Would you say amen? Amen. Uh, But when you think about this peace, it's not the absence of trouble. Uh, Peace, however, is the presence of God. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of God that only God uh, can give us. Through faith, we have God's power. To subdue kingdoms. Through faith we find God's purpose. To wrought righteousness. To obtain a good report. Faith is behaving. And again it's just trusting the Lord. Through faith we receive God's promises. And the Bible says they obtain these promises. Again look at verse, these verses here. And you'll see that they look to the promises of God. Through faith. Look again in verse number 39. And these all. Speaking all of the faith chapter. Chapter. Chapter 11, and these all, having obtained a good report, I've underscored in my Bible, highlighted it, through faith, received not of the promise. They may not have realized all that God was doing and what God was going to do. They did not see the end, but they walked again through faith. And that's what God wants us to do, just simply through faith. The thought here again, as you think about it, through faith. That God works miracles. Acts again of providence to bring deliverance to his people is what he did to those who trust him. If I had been in charge of my life, I would have sure made a mess of things. 
And I've tried to be in charge at times. But God's reminded us, you take your hands off. And let's trust Him. I'm saved by grace through faith. And I live this Christian life, not in myself, Christ living in us. And we all live it through faith. And so we commend the Faith Baptist Church on 82 years. And we look back and recognize, and you can see it clearly, this is all the Lord. It's not about what we've done. It's not by happenstance. It's not by accident, James. Not at all. It's through faith. And God has used your preacher, no question. And stepping out by faith, through faith, how are we going to make it to the end? How is this all going to turn out? It's all trust in the Lord through faith. Let's stand, would you please, and ask God again to help us. Father, we thank you for the word of God that speaks to our hearts. And the reminder, Lord, in this faith chapter, on this special day, as we celebrate the anniversary of the Faith Baptist Church, that it's all through faith. And we thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, not only for what you've done, for what you're doing now, and for what you're yet to do in the days and the years to come until you come for your church. And simply, we walk by faith. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.